0: Just talk There we go.
1: Oh, Facebook's acting weird again today. Only on Thursdays. <laughs> no. I have no problem when I'm home. Oh. I go to a cafe. I have no problem. We were at Sal's last night. Got on the Wi-Fi. No problem with Facebook. Then I get here.
0: So what's the common denominator? My internet is not good enough for
1: you. No, I think it's... <laughs> I, no, it's Facebook. Oh, okay.
0: Let's blame them. Because I'm
1: on, but it's just not working, right?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely their fault. I think
1: I think they just don't like us.
0: Hey, they love me. No, they don't. Well, how could, <laughs> how could
1: anybody not love you? Aw. See <laughs> ah. oh, 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 would you spare me the riddle Sorry.
0: And
1: hand me a bottle For
0: something that's hollow I can climb inside To lifetime I'm moving, moving up all the weak Starring and
1: I <throat> Ba, 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 ba. Oh, almost, no. almost I lost it But I couldn't do the first two bar okay. before So we I was like, are we
0: going backwards? No, we're, we're, we're
1: <laughs> two we're, We oh. were one ba in And now we're two ba's in okay. By next couple of months We should be three in oh, All right Should we start the show? I'm feeling so good I'm afraid to say it out loud
0: too late, you just did.
1: I know. Started a new medication this week.
0: Ah. <laughs> see how I left that alone? My natural smart ass wanted to like just throw shade at you completely.
1: I was walking, walking across Main Street yesterday, and this car came barreling around the corner. and almost hit me. Whoa. So I Tried to run across the street. When I got to the other side, I was like, "Oh my god, that guy almost killed me!" And then it hit me. I just ran across the street. <laughs> I, was about to say. I haven't done that in ten years. You ran, Tom. All right, let's get this show on the road. Hi, how are you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, Atop. Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio Twenty One. Podcast Cafe. We've got a little bit of a hodgepodge of a show today. I've got a bunch of things that I want to talk about. Um, I am going to talk about the Bash. Uh, we had our. Um, so we have the Bash in March every year. It's our, it's our annual. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. I, I'm, I want to uh, talk about a few things before we get. Once I start talking about the Bash, we'll just go straight yes. through it, right? <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about a few things first. First, the front page story on the, in the Valley Patriot this month Selectman controversy in Drake It. There's a, con- there's a uh, selectman in Drake It. Who is under fire by a guy that ran against her. Uh, her? Her husband, by the way, writes for the Valley Patriot. He writes a regular column, Brian Genest. His wife uh, is on the Board of Selectmen. I think she's the chairman of the Board of Selectmen, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he writes for us every month, but he usually writes about, like, you know, political stuff at the state level, Republican stuff, because he's a big Republican. So um, he has routinely gone after certain people in Drake It, and none of them have ever replied. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. When someone's going after somebody, I think, you know, no matter what, the other person should at least reply. They should at least give their side of the story. <laughs> and so I keep getting these emails from people saying, "What, Tom, why are you taking sides in Drake It? And I'm like, well, how am I taking sides? Well, you let Brian Jeunesse rip apart your friend John Zimine and this other guy, Thebo, and a bunch of other people. Um, and, 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 you know, you never really say anything about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's because that's the mission of the Valley Patriot, to let people publish their own opinions about things without the filtered agenda of my opinion or the opinion of my editorial board. That's what separates us from the Eagle Tribune and the Lowell Sun and the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald. The Boston Globe, the Herald, the Sun, all these papers, they tell you what to think. We don't tell you what to think. We let we let people publish their own opinions and let you guys decide. So uh, a guy named uh, Phil Thebo from Drake, who's been the subject of a number of um, attacks, I don't know if that's the right word, but at least a number of criticism from Brian Genest, sent us a column this month defending himself and attacking Brian Genest and his wife who's on the board of selectmen. And when uh, Brian's wife found out, because I guess Mr. Thebo... Blew the whistle on his show, and said something on his show about what he wrote about. She sent me an email saying, "Hey, wait a minute, uh, you know that's not true." And I said, "Well, look, I'll be happy to print your side of the story too, but I'm not getting in the middle. That's not my job. That's what other newspapers do. We don't do that here at the Valley Patriot, for the most part. We don't. Um, so we let. So we printed Brian's column. We printed Phil Thebo's." column attacking Brian and his wife, and I also published on the opposite page, Brian Genest's wife, and I'm only saying Brian Genest's wife, she can't remember off the top of my head what her first name is, um, put her column on the opposite. So when you open the two Drake It pages, you've got her column on the left, then Brian's column, and then Phil Thibault's column, and they're all talking about the same thing. They're all talking about each other. This is why I started the Valley Patriot so that people in the community could fight it out amongst themselves and not have a newspaper come down and go, no, that guy's right, screw all yous. And not give the other side of the story. So the emails I'm getting now from people saying, hey, Tom, you know, that's not right that you let her attack him like that. And then I get another one from someone saying, hey, Tom, that's not right that you, would, you let uh, him attack her like that. And I'm like, no, see, that's, that's the whole point. Please, you guys are missing the point here. The whole point of the Valley Patriot is to let the public know all sides. I shouldn't say both sides because sometimes there's three sides or four sides to a story. To let the public see all sides of the story and let them decide if Phil Thebo is a scumbag or if uh, Mrs. Janest is a scumbag or if Brian is a scumbag. Let let the readers decide that for themselves. Now, at some point, we might write an editorial saying, you know, we think this person has a better point than this person, but we're never going to tell you what to think. We're never going to tell you, no, this guy's the bad guy and that guy's the good guy without at least having something in the paper that shows the other side because there's too much of the other crap going on in this country at every level of media. You turn on CNN, the Republicans can do no right. If a Republican saves a baby from a burning building, they'll take a picture, reverse the negative, and the headline will be Republican puts baby in burning building. That, and Fox does the same thing. Democrats can do no right. If Democrats saved a baby from a burning building, they do the exact same thing. So we're just trying not to be that, because I think that's kind of like what's eroding people's confidence in our, in our system in this country. And there's a lot of other reasons, too, but I think that's one of the main reasons. So I just want to say, when it comes to the Drake-It stuff or any of the other political controversies, yes, I might weigh in once in a while on some of that stuff, um, but for the most part, really, it's up to you guys. We want to be the vehicle to let you get your, get your views out, to educate the public about what you think is going on from your perspective. And um, when we first started the paper, we had a lot of that. We don't have as much of it now, 18 plus years later, as we did before. But we want to encourage you guys. If there's a city councilor in wherever, in Methuen, in Lawrence, in Haverhill, that's mad at the mayor about something, send us a column because then we're going to call the mayor and say well what's your side and let him write the other side of the story and then the people in Haver will see both sides and they can they can just decide for themselves if the mayor's right or the other guy's right that's what journalism's supposed to be that's what newspapers are supposed to do they're supposed to write hard news which we do and then when it comes to opinions let the readers do that let the i have my column so you know that it's my opinion and we have the editorial which is not by the way not always my opinion okay I get a lot of crap for the things that we put in our editorials. Sometimes I don't even write the editorial. A lot of times somebody on my board will say, he'll he'll have a bug up his ass about something, and he'll say, listen, I think this is a really big thing. I want to write the editorial this month, and I'll let him write the editorial. And then when I look at it, I'll go, yeah, I don't agree with all of that, but I'll call the other board members and say, what do you think? And if I'm outnumbered, I'll publish it. So for the most part, that's what the Valley Patriot is. That's what we do. And if you're just kind of new to the game here, that's okay. A lot of people just kind of still finding us. That's okay, too. But I need you guys to understand we're not the rest of the news media because they suck. They suck because they want to put their finger on the scale on every single issue and tell you what to think. And we really don't want to do that. Like, you know, we come down heavy on some people, you know, Neil Parry, certain other people, When we've had, when we've got personal information about stuff that's going on. But for the most part, we really just want people to be able to send us their material, and we want to publish it. And we don't edit. By the way, if a, if a column's too long, I'm not going to pull a paragraph out. I'm going to email it back to the person who wrote it and say, this is too long. You cut a paragraph out. That way, when it goes to print, it says exactly what the writer wanted it to say. And the reason we do that, before I started the Valley Patriot, Eagle Tribune used to write all kinds of lies about me, all kinds of lies. And I would send a letter to the editor that would be four paragraphs long. They would publish two. And the two paragraphs that they published almost made it look like I was saying the opposite of what I was really saying. Even though they didn't change any words, by cutting material out and pushing things together, it made it look different than my intent. So that's why we do what we do. All right. Also, I want to thank uh, Attorney uh, North Andover Attorney Diane O'Brien. She has been with us at the Valley Patriots since 2004. She, I don't know if she's, Closing her office or if she's just going Into doing something else in the world But she cancelled her ads this month And I was so heartbroken Because every advertiser That came in in the first year we promised them We'll never go up on your rate So she's been getting like a $500 ad For $170 for the last Like 18 years And as we go, as we went up on our prices over the years Anybody that came with us in 2004 We never went up on our rate J&W Shoes gets a $500 ad He pays 50 bucks for it And has for 18 years. And that's because we're loyal to the people who are loyal to us. So if Diana O'Brien, attorney in North Andover, decides she ever wants to come back, we will hold her price. I've never done that before, but I'm going to do it for her because she's been with us for 18 and a half years. So I don't care if she starts a a home business selling Avon. You want to advertise in the Valley Patriot, you're going to get the same price because we really do believe in in, in loyalty at the Valley Patriot. Um, Okay, I got a couple of things I want to get to. Um. Alright, let's do the national stuff And then we'll wrap up with the bash And hopefully I don't take too much time on this stuff So if you've watched cable news at all In the last couple of months You'll notice something interesting A few months ago It was learned that the FBI And the federal government raided Mar-a-Lago Yeah, we're going to talk about Trump a little bit But it's not really about Trump, so stick with me They raided Mar-a-Lago because Former President Trump took documents home when he was president, after he, when he was leaving the White House, after he lost the election, and he, goes, he, he takes these documents home. Every, by the way, every president does this. Bush did it, Obama did it, they've all done it. They take documents home because f- maybe they might want to write a book someday, or um, every president gets a library. There's an Obama library, there's a Reagan library, there's a, there's a Nixon library with all these documents from when they were president. And that's the reason why most presidents take stuff home. But when this happened, and the FBI, of course, under Joe Biden, had to make it look like Joe, Donald Trump was doing something criminal— they raided his house. They made it like he, he, was, he had nuclear secrets. Uh, you know, the national security was at risk. They went apoplectic. They wrung their hands. They talked. He, it's treason. He should be executed for treason. It's a violation of national security. And they clutched their pearls. And day after day after day, it was panel discussions about how Donald Trump is putting America at risk. How horrible this was. Joe Biden himself did an interview where he said, it's so irresponsible. I don't know how something like this happens. And then last week we found out that Joe Biden had documents that he brought home. And they actually were confidential secrets of the government. And all of a sudden, the very same people, CNN, MSNBC, the Democrat Party, which is really all the same thing, by the way, all of a sudden it was "Ah, nothing to see here. Come on. Confidential documents, ah, this is something every president does. Come on now. This is nothing. Nothing to see here move along. And the president and his people came out and said, ah, this is no big deal, and it's a one-off, and we forgot those documents were there. And by the way, these are documents that he took home after he was vice president. Now, there's a little bit of a difference here. There's not much, but there's a little bit of a difference. Presidents can take documents home because Presidents can declassify documents. They can say, I declassify these documents and for any reason. Any president can take any document for any reason with no oversight. Nobody can veto it. And they can say, all the documents on the Kennedy assassination, I'm declassifying everything today. And they all get released to the public. President Trump did that on his documents. Joe Biden was vice president, didn't have the power to do that for his documents. But let's kind of move away a little bit from Biden versus Trump, because that's not really what any of this is about. This is really about the hypocrisy of what you get told every day in the news, because that's what I like to focus on. I don't know if what Donald Trump did is worse than what Joe Biden did. Quite frankly, I don't think what either of them did is a problem for anybody, because every president does this, right? Right. I agree with the news media today. I don't agree with the news media two weeks ago. It is no big deal. Every president does this. Every president takes documents home. And sometimes when they take documents home, something gets swept up in that swath of documents that they probably shouldn't have taken. But it's not a big deal because every president does it. And so far as we know, it's never led to us being hit with a nuclear bomb in Texas or California or New York, right? The problem here is, though, both of these gentlemen, both of these politicians did the exact same thing. But look at how differently the media treated it. When the Democrats do it, they can do no wrong. And when the Republicans do it, they can do no right. And both sides are fucking hypocrites because during the Trump thing, I put on Fox and they're saying, no big deal. Come on. This is crazy. And now that Biden's doing it, CNN saying it's no big deal. It's crazy. But there is a difference. The small difference is the way the government treated it. Not just the media, but the way the government treated it. The FBI didn't raid Joe Biden's home to get these documents the way they did with Donald Trump. They didn't make it like it was a criminal offense. In fact, they had the opportunity to oversee the lawyers that were going through these documents that were mysteriously found. And the lawyers didn't have national security clearance to even look at these documents. But the FBI allowed it anyway. Why? Because they're on the side of the Democrat Party. That's just a fact. Anybody who's watched the news in the last 10 years that doesn't believe that, you're not paying attention. Then we find out two days later that there are more documents, classified documents, found in an office run by the Biden family. After they said this was a one-off. And now we found out there's a third location where Hunter Biden had access to national security documents in the home of Joe Biden. I don't know where any of this is going. And honestly, I don't really care. I don't think you should care. I don't think it matters one little bit. All of this gets talked about to distract you from the insurrection we have going on at the border, the horrible economy. The, the 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 wars that are going on in in the Ukraine and everywhere else in the world, all the crap that this administration is doing, the media wants to distract you from all of it. But it but it, it's it's interesting how everybody swaps sides depending on who it is we're talking about. Jim gets into an accident, he sucks. Bob gets into an accident, he's the best because we like Bob, but we don't like Jim. This there's a word for it, and I'm trying to think of what it is it's um. Uh, situational ethics is the term for that. And I don't know how we got to this place in this country. Actually, I do know how we got to this place in this country. It all started with Bill Clinton. When Bill Clinton was, was, was um, under oath for sexually abusing and sexually harassing women, and they asked him a question, and he said, I guess that depends on the definition of the word is. All of a sudden... All over the country, we started redefining things to make ourselves right rather than just saying, no, you're right, I done, shouldn't have done that. Instead, we start redefining things. And all of a sudden, people who were morally outraged by Bob Packwood, and I know I'm going back, right, to the Clinton administration, but I remember it because I was in the news back then, so I remember all these stories. Everybody who was outraged by by Senator Bob Packwood, I think he was from Washington or Oregon, who was accused of sexually harassing women, Uh, Because he was a Republican, they were outraged. It was horrible. This guy needs to resign. He's the worst. Then when it turned out Bill Clinton did it, it was, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, so he sexually harasses women. So he raped a woman in the White House. And he did rape a woman in the White House, by the way. He did. If you go by the definition of rape today, he was her boss. She had no reason to, she had no right to say no. He had control over her. That's considered rape today. Certainly considered sexual harassment. Certainly considered rape. But all of the same people who were morally outraged by Bob Packwood suddenly had no problem with Bill Clinton. And that's the first time in my life I'd seen that happen, at least in politics, on a national scale. And it's gotten worse over the last 20-something years, to the, to the point now where politics is like going to a Red Sox game. I know I've told this story a couple of years ago. I'm going to use it as a great example again. I'm not a sports guy. I don't go to many sports things, but I have a lot of friends that have season tickets. So about four or five years ago, a friend of mine brought me to It might have been longer, maybe 10 years ago. A friend of mine brought me to a Red Sox game. We're sitting with great seats, box seats. We're right by first base. Big Poppy gets up. He hits the ball. He starts rounding the bases. He misses second base. And when he gets to third, they throw the ball to third. And because he missed second base, umpire calls him out. The entire stadium, all of Fenway Park went, oh, come on. He hit the base. He was right there. What do you mean? They were all automatically, without even thinking about it, looking to defend their guy, yelling at the empire for making the right call. Politics has become that now. Now it's come to a point where, you know, Donald Trump did it, I'm a Donald Trump supporter, no big deal. Biden did it, I hate Biden, he sucks, this is horrible. That's what's got to stop. If you're a Biden supporter and you attack Donald Trump and you thought Donald Trump should get should get put in jail for what he did... You really can't say, no, Now it's different, because really there might be some details that are different, but the actual event is the same. The actual outcome is the same. It was either right for bo- okay for both of them or not okay for both of them. I, hap- I happen to be on the other side. I happen to think it, this is not really a big deal. Maybe it'll turn out to be a big deal. Maybe we'll find out that one of the documents Donald Trump had had nuclear secrets in it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe we'll find out that one of those documents that Joe Biden had, um, it, 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 he he maybe he took it because he wanted to stop his son from getting in trouble for taking payoffs from China or Ukraine. Maybe, maybe. But is it going to matter? Does anybody think Hunter Biden's ever going to jail for any of the crap that he did? I I, well, I mean seriously, it's that's not going to happen. We all know how this how this political game works. One side cries when the other side does it, then the other side cries when the other side does it, but nobody ever goes to jail. Nobody ever pays a price for it. Usually the only people who pay the price are the people at the bottom that can't protect themselves politically because they don't have enough political juice. But the people at the top never pay a price. Look at Barney Frank. The guy had a boyfriend living with him who was pimping out people out of his apartment. Nobody ever went to jail for that. Look at all the crap that goes on in Washington, D.C. All the payoffs all the prostitution, all the sex crimes that go on, the rape that goes on. Nobody ever pays a price for it. So I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is that I want you guys, because my, my audience is usually a little smarter, a little bit more open-minded than the rest. I want my audience to j- just try to think about these things when suddenly the the situation gets reversed. And don't fall for it. So I guess that's the end of that. Um, I will say one thing, and I think that, you know, without putting my finger on the scale, at least Donald Trump didn't lie about it. Joe Biden is president of the United States. And when they asked him, he lied about it. And then they asked him again, he lied about it again. And I don't think our president should be lying to us. However, however, let me just veer off real quick. There's, a, there's this congress, Republican congressman who lied about his, his, I guess he lied about his uh, college college uh, degrees, he lied about his background we didn't find anything about it until after he took office and now the media is flipping out because he lied they want him to resign, they only want him to resign because he's a Republican, if he was a Democrat they wouldn't give a shit, because there have been plenty plenty of Democrats in fact there's one Democrat, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head who said that he was in combat in Vietnam when he ran for office, and then it turned out once he got in that that never happened nobody ever called for his resignation in the media except for maybe Fox News alright? Why is lying such a big thing in Washington when Republicans, do it? When we all know, they all lie about everything. They lie about everything. They lied about why we went into Vietnam. They lied about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They lied about why we're in Ukraine. They lied about the Tuskegee experiments. They lie and they lie and they lie and they lie. So this guy's going to fit right in. I don't think he should resign at all. I think he fits right in with the rest of these scumbags in Washington, D.C. on both sides. So... Anyways, uh, let's see. Do I have anything else here before we get into the bash stuff? We got 15 minutes. That should be perfect. Uh, all right. So let's bring. I want to. I don't know what you have there. So let me just pull this up real quick, Chrissy. How are you doing, by the way? I, you have a birthday party coming up that Hi. you can. That you can <laughs> tell promote? the world about. Yeah, I just, I just want to hear your voice, but also oh, I okay. saw it and I think we should be promoting your stuff. Well,
0: I mean, that's just my personal birthday party, so let's maybe not invite the entire uh, no. listening audience. Ever. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like the venue might not be able to hold it if all you right, all did okay. want to come. That's always um, a good
1: thing. though. That being
0: said. Yeah. You are all welcome to come see me the following week with my gig at Sadie's uh, Bar and Grill. It's okay. not so. It's not so much.
1: Uh, I've been promising I'm going to come, and I promise you know? within the next couple of weeks I will so, come.
0: Rhythmic w- Overhaul is my band, and oh, we, nice. are, we are playing Sadie's Bar and Grill uh, here in Salem, New Hampshire. <gasps> On, my, it's still ages away, but that's, uh, cause my dad's coming to town. Oh, nice. Says, so I was like, can can I get in? Cause I want my, my dad's never seen me perform, right? Cause I only started performing when I was here in America. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that would be, I think it's Saturday, the 11th of March, rhythmic overhaul. So come check us out, Say nice. Bar Grill in Salem, New Hampshire. A good night is, uh, Sure to be had by all. Outstanding. I'll be there. Well, if
1: you're there, everyone's yeah. gonna have a good time for sure. <laughs> we missed you with the bash. I was telling everybody you, you wait till you see how hot my producer is. Uh, She's gonna be here tonight. Hopefully this and year. Then, let's yeah, try and let's try and yeah. schedule
0: it earlier this year so I know to not uh make singing plans.
1: Outstanding. So here's our, first, okay, here's our first bash update. So first of all, what is the bash? If you're just tuning in, if you if you haven't been following me for a while, if you don't know what the bash is, it'll give you a it's a night of amnesty. That's how we started it off. So it doesn't matter if you're my enemy. It doesn't matter if you hate me. It doesn't matter if you hate anybody who works for my newspaper. It's a night of amnesty. So anybody who wants to come and donate money for a scholarship, you're welcome to come. It doesn't matter who you are. I've had people over the years. I don't want to mention which Bill Manziel was. But I had people over the years say to me, I'm not coming this year if so-and-so is going to be there. And I'll call them and say, well, I'm sorry. So-and-so is going to be there. Well, then I'm not coming. If that's what If that's your mentality, this is not the place for you. Because... When I get up at the microphone every year at our annual charity bash in March, and I look out into the room, at least one-third of that crowd won't say hi to me the next day if I run into them at Dunkin' Donuts. These, a, lot of, a lot of the people who come to this are not my friends, okay? In fact, some of them are avowed enemies, and that's okay. I like that, actually, because it shows the grown-ups in the community can put aside whatever their personal feelings or political feelings are and get together to do something good for the community, and so when I look out in the audience, I see a guy like Debo Brown. Most people are like, what's that guy doing here? No, I like that that guy, that that guy comes because I know how he feels about me. But he puts that aside, and that shows that he's a grown-up. That shows that he's, that he's mature enough to do something good and not let his personal feelings get in the way of that. Now, there's a lot of people can't do that. Most people today can't do that. But those who can, God bless them. God bless them. I even went over to somebody after last year's bash, and I said, hey, I saw you in the audience. I didn't get a chance to come over and thank you. And the guy walked away from me. (laughs) Didn't even want to talk to me. But he was there. And by the way, he already sent me an email. He's coming again this year. So we have this charity bash, and here's what we do. We give out awards to police officers, firefighters, and veterans for for doing different things. Police officers and firefighters for doing uh, heroic things in the community. And we give veteran awards for veterans who not only went off and served their community, but then came, served their country, but then came back and continued to serve their community when they did. So people like Randy Carter have received this award. Uh, people like Jason Gilbert have, have received this award because they went and they fought in war. And then they came back, and instead of just forgetting, like a lot of veterans want to do, rightfully so, forgetting what they had to deal with in war, these guys came back and said, how can we help other veterans that are coming back? And so we, so we do that. We also started off with one scholarship. Now we're up to six, giving scholarships to local kids going into college. And how we've done this is brilliant. And I'm not going to say that. It, it, I don't even think it was my idea. It just kind of morphed into what it is, so I'm not taking credit. But the way it works is brilliant. We have six scholarships, and you can donate to any one scholarship or two scholarships or five scholarships, whatever you want to do. But if you want to pick one scholarship, you send me a check for $5. I announce on Facebook who you are and how much money you gave, and then I add it to the total. So that everybody watching and everybody that donates know that 100% of everything that they give goes directly to the student. Anybody who gives a check, if you're in the room the night of the bash, we will have you come up, and we will have you, ha- have you in the picture when we give like the total check to the student. And it doesn't matter who you are. So if you're somebody that I've ripped apart on this show, if you're somebody that I've had a fight with, if you're someone who hates me because I wrote bad things about you, and you show up at my bash with a check, and I don't care if it's a dollar, we're going to recognize you in the room, we're going to recognize you in the program, we're going to call you up, we're going to have you in the pictures with everybody else. Because that inspires other people to put aside their personal views the next time they see somebody else having a fundraiser to help the community and do something good. And so we want, to, we want to inspire people to do good things in the community. So we have a little bit of an update. So we started, uh, we had our, our bash meeting on Monday. And because it's January, we started making phone calls to raise money. And the first thing we had to do was we got to find an MC. Now, every year we have to have what I consider a perfect 10. Our MC has to be a perfect 10 because this is a room... There's a lot of guys in this room It's cops, firefighters, and veterans So you gotta have somebody beautiful up on stage So they don't leave Because you know how guys are, right? We all know, I don't have to say it We all know So we had my sister Kiana Who is a perfect 10, she's gorgeous Uh, We had Puppy Girl for a number of years Who did it, who is like an 11 And then last year we were so goddamn lucky That I know I actually know the most beautiful woman alive Uh, Anywhere on the planet there's nobody more beautiful than this woman. She's been on this show, and even when I say it on this show, I, I get crap from people. Oh, why do you talk about people's looks? Well, because it's important. It is. Aesthetics is important. It just is. We can pretend it's not, but it is. Uh, let's pull up her picture. Jaina Zani Pashi. The most beautiful woman alive. She sits on the Methuen School Committee. She owns Zanny Pesci Law in Methuen. They advertise with us. Her husband Vinny is a very good friend of mine. And by the way, I have permission to marry her from him. He said that that's okay. Um, she's going to be our MC again this year for the second year in a row. And I can't be more pleased than, than to have her be our MC. She did a great job. The only thing is she wants, she wants to have input on the script this year. And so we're going to let her have input on the script this year. Um, I think she wants it because she wants to cut it down. I don't know how you can cut this program down. We've tried. We had five people last year try to figure out how to cut it down. But this is just, it's about a two-hour program. So if, you, if you're used to going to things and then hanging around for half an hour and leaving, please don't do that. Because this is a great night. And we want people in the room. Last year, at the end of the night, we still had two-thirds of the room was there. And I don't go to many events where that's the case. Usually after the first hour, people bail and do something else because it's an ADD society. All right, we have eight minutes, so i got to breeze through these. So uh, we have six scholarships. Our first scholarship donor this year that we got, let's pull it up, Dave Garofalo, our buddy. Right here, he owns the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and he donated $2,100 to our scholarships. Each scholarship is different, so I'm going to explain them as we go, uh, providing we have the time. So... This scholarship, it doesn't have to go to a Methuen High kid, but I designated it to a Methuen High kid because we didn't have a Methuen High kid on our program, and I want Methuen. So uh, his, his restriction, the donors get to make the, the restrictions on the, on the scholarships. His only restriction or, or qualification, whatever you want to call it, is that it has to go to a kid going into media or communications because it's Studio 21 Podcast Cafe where we do our show here. Uh, we don't have a student for that. I have tasked Jaina Di Natale. Um, formerly of the Bethune of the School Committee, formerly the uh, aide for Bethune uh, Mayor Neil Perry, and now the director, and I'm sure I got the title wrong. Everybody gets all upset about titles being wrong, but I think she's like the director or something, of the Andover, North Andover YMCA. So we've tasked her with finding a student. I only have one restriction on these, okay? No woke kids. I don't want any kids that are woke, okay? Because this is a night where we honor police officers, firefighters, and veterans. And I'll be dipped in shit if we're going to give a scholarship to a kid that hates cops. So we don't want any woke kids. That's my only restriction. And by the way, I go to every single kid's Facebook page, Instagram page, TikTok page, any page I can find to make sure that the kids that we're given don't hate cops, don't hate firefighters, don't hate veterans. If If they're woke, they get disqualified, period. One year, we had a kid. He was nominated. I picked the kid. The committee voted. It was unanimous to give the kid the scholarship. I went on his Facebook page, and the title picture at the top, whatever they call that, was him with two, fingers, two middle fingers up saying, fuck the police. I called his dad, and I said, I'm sorry. We're pulling the scholarship. He got very mad. How can you do this just because of his political opinion? Yeah, sorry. We don't want someone in the room getting money from the Valley Patriot donors in a, in a room where we're honoring cops, firefighters, and veterans, it's slopping the face to them. So that's, we're not going to do that. So that's my only restriction. For the Methuen High one, it's um, communications or media. And by the way, if you have a student you want to nominate, email me, and I will get those. Whatever names I get, I'll give them to Jana, and I'll let her decide who's going who's to uh, get that award. All right, next one. We've got the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship. I think this is our fourth or fifth year with this. Ken DeLuca's sister, Michelle DeLuca, died of cancer a few years ago. I knew Michelle, um, we used to hang out I think she went to St. Mary's A presentation I went to Lawrence High School, most of my friends went to Central So I used to go to all the Central dances And um, we used to hang out with, with Michelle and her brother Ken And we used to hang out with them when we were kids So he's donating $1,200 In the scholarship for her um, And I think this is our third or fourth year doing this So I want to thank Ken, $1,200 For that scholarship Then uh, we've got uh, Next one here uh, yep, here we go $200 donation from Boxwood Police Chief Jim Ryder uh, We appreciate Jim And he comes every year, which we appreciate um, This is going to the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship That we just talked about That, by the way, goes to a Haverhill High School student Who's going into criminal justice or social work So if you know a kid from Graduating from Haverhill High School Who's going into criminal justice or social work Email me their particulars with a photo, and if you could include a link to their social media pages, that would be helpful. And um, and I think, who, who picks the Haverhill kid? I think Scott Wood picks. Scott Wood is a school committee member in Haverhill, and he, we give him the names, and we let him pick. The reason why we do this is because if I picked all of the winners, then... It, 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 people would be suspicious, right? He's only picking this one because he's his friend. He's only picking that one because his father advertises in the paper. So I task people who are involved in this, in this shindig um, with doing these things so that it's a bunch of different people with a bunch of different backgrounds doing the picking, and we always come up with the best kids. Somehow, we always come up with the best kids. Here's the last one so far. Uh, so last night, Randy Hagar, uh, the new deputy chief in Methuen, Uh, came over to me, and he started off with, hi, I'm Randy Hagar, I don't think we know each other. I've known Randy for like 15 years, so I don't know why he said that. Um, But um, I know he wasn't happy about what we talked about on the show, and he still came. I ripped him apart two weeks ago. I ripped him apart. And he came over to me, and he handed me a check for $500 for our scholarship, and said, we want this to go to the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. And I was floored. I was like, you know what, listen, if there's ever a way to get on my good side, you're not giving me money. I'm not taking the money and going out to dinner with it. it that money's going to go directly to the kid, directly to the kid. So um, if Randy shows up at the bash this year, we will have him get up and we will have him get in the picture, handing the check to the directly to the student because he donated $500. And and, and that's, that's huge. For me, that's huge. For someone that I just, not only a week and a half ago, ripped apart on my show. Here's our totals. We got a tote board already. First week in January... Ah, mine's really small, so let me try and make it bigger. Okay. Here's our tote board. So I'm gonna tell you we got two minutes left, so we'll try and get this. All right. All right, so here's he, these are the different scholarships. The Lawrence High Junior ROTC scholarship goes to a kid who's in junior he's a junior ROTC going into the military. Now a lot of kids in junior ROTC don't go into the military. We want a kid going into the military. That's the only restriction, that's the only qualification. Brenda Rossi, who's on my bash committee, um, coordinates with the commander of the junior ROTC. His name is Commander Ronan. Every year they get together, they go over all the ROTC kids, and they decide which kid should get it. And I always ask, if possible, I don't want a kid getting 50 other scholarships. I want the kid that's not getting 50 scholarships. I want the kid that's going into the military who maybe they're getting one or two, but they're not getting what all the other kids are getting because we're, we're trying to help, right? If a kid gets 40 scholarships, he doesn't need our five grand or whatever we're going to end up giving him. We want a kid that really needs it. The Greater Lawrence Tech Scholarship. Thank, thank God for Jessica Finicaro. You know, we may not get along politically, Jessica and I, and we haven't really spoken much in the last three years, but God bless Jessica. Jessica was one of the first people who was involved with the bash, was involved with helping our scholarship for Lawrence High School. And she's the one that said to me, Tom, you went to the VOC. Why aren't you giving a scholarship to the Volk?" Because she was on the vocational school committee at the time. And I said, you know, that's a great idea. You pick a kid and I'll find a way to, to raise some money for a kid at the VOC. The f- she did. And it was great. And the following year, we had a huge fight. We didn't speak for a year. And at the end of that year, I called Jessica and said, listen, I know you're not happy with me. I'm not real happy with you either. But are you still in with the bash or should I find somebody else? Because I know plenty of people at at the Vogue that can do this. She said, no, Tom, I'm in. I said, are you coming or should I have somebody else do the presentation? She said, no, Tom, I'm coming and I'll do the presentation. And, and, And that made me love her. Like that really made me love her. I, I I always thought she was a great person before that, and again, we don't politically agree. But I always thought she was a great person before that. But when she did that, she got like fifty percent more respect out of me, because we really we were really at each other. Like it, we were, it was tough. And she took my call because she knew why I was calling. Because it was March when I called her, and she said, "I know why you're calling." Yes, I'm in. So God bless Jessica. I let her pick whoever the student is. And by the way, whoever gets the Vogue scholarship. That's the kid that deserves the most praise because she makes that kid go through practically like a triathlon to get this thing. I mean, what she, she does everything. All right, I know we're out of time, so I'm going to go real quick. The Haverhill High School, by the way, we have $0 for both of those scholarships if that's still up. Um, Haverhill High School, we have $1,400 donated. We already told you why. Uh, that goes to a kid uh, going into criminal justice or social work. Um, Whittier Tech. We have uh, Al Vallou, who came to our office and said he wanted to start the Dan Cody Scholarship, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, he went to Whittier, so he wanted to do a Whittier Tech Scholarship. And last year, he gave us 1000 for the Whittier Tech Scholarship and 1000 for the Dan Cody Scholarship. Um, hopefully, he at least does that this year. If he doesn't, that's fine. But we will do what we can to raise money for both of those. Right now, we're at $0 because we just started this week. The Methuen High Studio 21 Podcast Cafe Scholarship. donated by Dave Garaffalo, as we just told you. That goes to a Bethune high school kid going into communications or media. Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. Dan Cody was a tow truck driver for Cody's Towing. And he was killed on Route 495. I know I'm going to screw that up. It was probably 93 because I always do screw that up. But he he was killed in an accident. And the year that he died, Alvalu came to my office and he was just heartbroken and sad. Let's do something for the family. Let's do a Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. I think this is our fifth year doing that. That scholarship goes to a kid that went to the Thompson Middle School in North Andover. So even if you didn't graduate from North Andover High, maybe you went to the Vogue. Maybe you went to Whittier. Maybe you went to a private high school. But if you're going into college and you went to the Thompson Middle School where Dan Cody's kids went and where Dan Cody went, then you qualify for this. Email me. We'll put you in. And, and um I picked that one. That's the only one that I pick. I picked the Dan Cody one. I offered it to Alvalu. He's, he's, he, he said, no, Tom, you do it. So I'm going to do it. And then because of Brenda Rossi, we now have a new scholarship that we are doing, the special needs scholarship. Last year, I think it was somewhere around $4,000 that we gave out for that scholarship. And we started like two weeks before the bash because it, like it was something I forgot and I was like, oh, my God, we forgot Brenda's granddaughter. We have to do something. So I just threw it out on Facebook. And within like a week and a half, we had like four or $5,000, which was great. Our total, I can't see it here. Our total, oh, here it is, $4,145 three days after we started raising money. Last year, our total, I gave the wrong number last week. Last year, our total was about $34,000 for scholarship. Our total for the bash Was forty eight thousand dollars because we gave money to like other organizations and we'll talk about that on a different show because I know that we're time is up. Um, The bash this year it's March thirty first, Friday night at the Firefighters Relief Inn. There's gonna be plenty of parking. Um, If you if you have somebody in the community that needs help, somebody in the community that you want to raise money for, if there's somebody that you think is deserving. Call me, tell me their story, tell me what's going on, and if we can find a way, maybe we'll give like half the, half the raffle money, or we'll give half the 50-50. Half the 50-50 goes to Clear Path for Veterans New England because they help homeless veterans. The other half, we, we haven't decided what we're going to do yet. So if there's somebody in the community that you think is needy and deserving, and you're gonna, it's going to be something they're going to you know, they're gonna have to prove because, you know— There's always people looking to scam me, right? Uh, Let me know. Email me, and we will do what we can. So a big thank you to Dave Garaffalo for his donation, Randy Hagar, Jim uh, Ryder, and uh, Ken DeLuca for being our first donors for our Valley Pay. I I really think that this year we can can beat what we did last year. I think we can beat $34,000. I do. But that's going to be up to you guys. Every single person Who donates You get thanked publicly You get listed publicly So that you know Every dollar you give Goes directly To the student Alright Thank you Chrissy Hopefully Chrissy You're going to be there This year Because I keep telling hopefully, Everybody how hot yeah. you are At the last bash They're like Oh is your, is your producer here And they're pointing To hot and Going is that her Is that her Like you no know, she, she Couldn't make it this year But I hopefully just hold
0: off and We keep the mystery alive Right
1: Hopefully this year She'll be there Hopefully People are going to be Asking you for your autograph Believe me when I tell you
0: They already do It's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank I forgot to thank our sponsors at the top of the yes. show who always give by the way I want to thank all of them in advance for that McLennan Real Estate Century 21 on Broadway in Methuen uh, Marseille and Son Construction EIS Investigation and Gun Training Borelli's Deli where I'm going to get my deli meats after the show Tomo and Shaken and Seafood a free shout out to Clear Path for Veterans New England and JG's Ice Cream want to thank AFC Urgent Care, our most loyal advertiser for the last five years. And Pleasant Valley Landscaping Dave Id Consoli David. is looking for workers, so make sure you give him a call. I want to yeah. thank Dave Garafalo too, for letting us do this little shindig and for helping us out with our scholarships. And, of course, the sexiest voice on podcast, my producer, Chrissy.
0: Aw, thanks.
1: Sounds like Muller Taylor says you got to go home, so go home already.